<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. This is You the Mom Podcast, your go-to podcast on anything and everything mommy related. Brought to you by Mommy Mundo and Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to another episode of You the Mom. I'm Janice, founder of Mommy Mundo, and this month we've been touching on topics related to wellness. So, all about physical health, fitness, mental health, mindfulness, and intentional living, and the like. So, our guest today is a old friend, one of our pioneer mompreneurs in our Expo Mom events in Mommy Mundo. So, I've known her. For more than 10 years, so maybe around 12 years. But she moved to El Nido, Palawan, and has been on and off social media. So I just found out that she's now a mom of four. Because the last time I saw her, she was a mom of two plus pregnant. And now she's a mom of four. So it's such a happy surprise to reconnect with her here. And ever since I knew her, she was really like the epitome of a mom who made intentional choices for herself. So sometimes not very conventional choices, but she was really someone who knew what she wanted for herself and for her family. And I admired her for that. And now more than ever, it's something that we're all faced with. Being intentional with our time, with the things that we purchase, things we put on our plates and into our mouths and into our bodies, and even the way we consume information and all that. So I felt that she was the perfect person to invite for this month since we're really talking about mindfulness as well. And she'll also tell us more about her birthday project, which is a video show on IG. Uh, it's an IG live show, which she calls Mindful Mom, I believe. So let's ask her about it later. But it's all welcome, my friend Monica Manzano. Hello, Mon. Hi. Thanks for having me, Janice. So good to see you after so long. I'm back. <laughs> Thanks, Mon. So you haven't changed a bit. So you too. After glowing, literally and figuratively. <laughs> but it's so good to see you. I remember the early years of Expo Mom, the very first one actually. You trusted us enough to join the event, you and Denise, for Indigo Baby. And you were both baby wearing your boys. Do you remember? You were yeah, in the same ago because now yeah. they're 14 years old. So, yeah. You had them in slings while you were in dressing your booth. Not just slings. I had a bouncy ball. You remember that? I'd you take it everywhere. Because yes. I had a very high child. Yes. I, <laughs> I had to bounce to sleep and breastfeed. So yeah, I had that bounce ball. Yeah. It made my life easier even though it looked more complicated. Yeah, and so while what, you were talking to customers or fellow moms and showing them how to use their products, you were on your bouncy ball. I remember that. <laughs> I would multitask. I would breastfeed. Yeah. So it's the best. It's really the best because you you embody and you really use your own products. So you know, Denise yeah. and I, we talked about it. We continuously up to the day. We don't sell our products. We use the products and we really sell our lives, our lifestyle. Because we true. practice it. Yeah. Yeah. And you used to call yourself the Yummy Mummies until now, Yummy Mummies. And I think you guys really were super authentic about branding, about your story. And as you said, the products that you used for yourself and you made for yourself, 
that's that what you also shared with our fellow moms. So thank you for being part of Mommy Mandukas together. We're able to communicate that mompreneur lifestyle. Remember that back then wasn't really something people even recognize that you can really be a present mom to your kids while also running a business and following your passion. So now, well now, I don't want to go straight to now because after those years, you just kept following your heart. Like you went into yoga, became a yogi, right? And then you started doing flow with Denise as well. So tell us about those years first. You know, as individual as mothers there's constant evolution as your child also uh, grows with you we also have our own needs our own creative forces to be unleashed so i love my children but i also feel like i have offerings for humanity i feel like there is this need and like you you know um like you told me earlier you had planned to just learn baking and knitting you're still here working because it makes you happy. So as moms, I feel like to be a better mom, I should have my cup full. I should do my own inner work. And how do I do this? For me, it's really through healing. And I do this by being present and mindful. And one of the tools that really helped me all throughout my life in existence for almost 40 years is yoga. So I got into yoga and then we started offering yoga retreats with my partners way back in 2009. So I because immediately after my yoga teacher training, we already started Flow. So up to now, Flow is in existence offering workshops and events online. And then I moved to Palawan, Puerto Princesa, when my son was only two. We only stayed there for about two years. And then we had to move back to the city because it's all about sustainability. Is it that long ago that she was just Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we only stayed there for a year, up to two. I remember years. that. Yeah. But you know, we jumped the gun. It was not such a right decision because we were in our 20s. We didn't have enough savings. There wasn't really work opportunities back then, especially in Puerto Princesa. We even built a house an hour away out in the boonies in the middle of nowhere. So it was like too early to retire, says my in-laws. And, you know, there's truth to that. But we learned our lessons and we brought it with us when we finally moved here four and a half years ago. Way before, you know, the pandemic hits. Everyone's saying, you're way ahead of everyone. Everyone wants to leave the city now and be within nature because it's what helps, you know, people survive. You really need to have this connection with the earth. And that's where... I think we're all going to go eventually when shit hits the... Sorry for saying that here. But that, that that's... We, we're pushed to really review our choices, like you said, no? Yeah. So now that yes. I am... The, the decision to move out of the city was really um, the intention to connect back to nature. Or was there well, any other reason? You know, my husband and I were both beach bum for him because me I'm more extroverted so like I would still see my friends every weekend but we got tired of the mall culture really fast you know spending like the whole day mall and walking aimlessly like zombies and and I felt like there's so much more to life that I could give my children like I wanted my son back then you know to really thrive in nature and up to this day I'm really 
thankful and grateful that we are aligned because it's different when you want something and you're not aligned with your partner. That's a whole different story right there, right? So we're aligned at least in, in our family values. I'm happy that I'm able to give my children this environment where they can really truly thrive. You know, for the first seven years of their life, all they need to know is the world is good. I come from um, a background in Waldorf education. So I did my teacher training in early childhood education before moving here because I put up Casa Muni Muni. So it's a, a little uh, Waldorf-inspired community. So I work with families here with young children. We really want to extend the womb, the nourishing that nature provides so generously. Actually, you don't need to do much as long as you have access to nature because nature is your curriculum and also your children. You're just a guide. You don't need to teach them anything, really, because I have a four-year-old daughter, so she's four and a half now. She turns five in June. She can identify all these medicinal plants and herbs and flowers. And she even teaches my husband. So we're just so mind-blown because this is just constant exposure to our nature walks. Yeah. And she's just this, and she loves bugs. She's our little bug lover. So unlike, you know, other kids, mostly, you know, raised in, in big cities, usually we grew up now, we yeah. can't get dirty, right? But now, yes. it's 2020, it's changing. Like the microbiome is actually what will indicate our health. How yes. exposed you are to different kinds of viruses and bacteria. And we are a walking bag of viruses, actually. Yes. So it's really how healthy our microbiome is. And it really all starts in birth. So that's why I'm also a big advocacy yes. on gentle birth. Out of the four kids, I birthed three of them at home in water. And two know. of my... So out of three, who? Out of four. Out Only Sandy was born C-section in the hospital. Oh, Sandy C-S? Oh, okay. So after yeah, that, when you did the, the shift to natural yes, birth. Yeah, after that, I was like, never again. I found that that experience was really traumatizing for me. I know it's not for all moms, yes. but for myself, I felt violated, traumatized. So I chose the other end of the spectrum and it worked for me. And yes. ever since then, ever since Maya's birth, seven and a half years ago, I've been advocating and guiding and assisting mothers in gentle birth choices. So I worked with my doula, Irina Otmakova. We had Irina here around three episodes ago. She's with Birthing Gently on Instagram. And now I'm currently working with my midwife, who's also my neighbor. She's actually German, but acts really Spanish. So cute. And she's been living in the island of Palawan for seven years now. So she was my midwife, but I birthed in a free birth setting. So she wasn't here actually, because I birthed alone with my family for my last child. But uh, we worked together to help moms transition gently to a more gentle birth. So this course is different from all other courses because it's heavy on um, healing mother wounds. It's it's really trying to have breakthroughs or break patterns that will uh, sabotage your ideal birth scenario. Because it's of your ancestral path. Or uh, probably like your um, or the way you were also paradigm, the way you were delivered, yeah. the way you were raised, all the things that yeah. you were exposed to or programmed 
on on yes. by media by movies. Yes. So it's really coming back to this zero space of potentiality yes. that anything can happen. So she's a theta healer, yes. and you know the mind is so powerful that you can reprogram yourself, yes. no matter what your past is. That you can yes. change your current reality, and so this is the way we approach birth because birth mm. can also be anything. You know. It need not be a child. So how is that done, Mon? So preparing a woman for birth, if there's a journey yes. that she goes oh. through besides the physical. Yeah, so because actually, you know how we prepare for the our wedding day one year before. Mm-hmm. Now it's like two, three years before because everyone's booked. Yeah. So for the day of your birth, if you want to birth like the most gentle, radical, close to nature way, you really need to prepare for it. You need to do like a lot of therapy. You know how we see a priest yeah. with your husband before getting married. Yes, so it's the same yes. thing with birthing. You need to unpack a lot of trauma because yeah. um, suddenly we even have fit moms who can't birth vaginally, and you ask why. Uh, Biological because of yeah because of tension stress yeah. yes. um fears Energy yes fears. Yes. yeah so we that. really have to look into why and go to your core issues and this is what we wow. offer in our current online birth preparation course which of course I have helped prepared with yoga breath work energy medicine and she does all of the midwifery wisdom also and healing so she, there's what inner do you call the program once? it's just a birth preparation course online she is available on Instagram her name is your uh, midwife hour and your I also hour. yeah I also promote it online on my Instagram all the time since you know, this is a huge advocacy of ours to really yeah. change the world one child, one birth at a time. Yeah. If we can have reverence for birth, we will honor life itself. My name is Jelly Victor. And I'm JC Alenis. Do check out the Parenting Podcast, Real Parents Facing Modern Problems Together. This is brought to you by Wyeth Nutrition Parent Team and Podcast Network Asia. If a woman is planning for a normal birth, yes. normal meaning traditional birth in hospital, mm-hmm. can she still take the course to go through the... Yeah, because then you, you still have traumas to unpack. Yeah, so I think work with it. Yeah, you can. Not everyone can do the natural birth right now because yeah. of the pandemic too. But that actually, there is a silver. Yeah, there is a silver lining to all of this because there's also an uptick on home births because people are afraid to be in the hospital. Ah, I don't yes, want to mention that. Yeah. Yes, right. So birthing is really the woman's choice because it's our, you know, yeah. it's it, true. It, I, I will be the one experiencing all of this. So. We will assist whatever the woman decides. Yeah. And whatever you decide, wherever you want to birth, you can still do all of these healing work and the modalities being offered yes. because it will help you. Yeah. No matter, even, even if for a CS birth, because there are yeah. more mindful practices to even get the microbiome for the yeah. child after a C-section. Okay, so interesting. I I totally agree with preparing for childbirth in a spiritual way. I mean, we do so much preparation physically, materially, everything. 
Yeah. And then we forget that we're about to enter a totally different stage of our lives and a lot of letting go, purging, and growing has to happen in such a short amount of time because you're going to be responsible for another, another human being. So that's why I asked that question that if that was available for more moms who are not just the ones going to have natural births, that would be so great. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. But in that little, uh, your short cuento about your life, our mommies here or whoever's listening already has an inkling of Monica's lifestyle, which is why we have her here today, really making intentional choices. So I want to zone in on your mention of Waldorf education. I know that you've been really passionate about that. There is a lot of confusion, misconceptions about Waldorf, but I love the heart of it, which is really going back to basics. But I, you mentioned earlier about believing that your every child is born good or something like that. So can you expound and tell us more about Waldorf? What makes you so passionate about it? What we can learn from the principles that Waldorf teaches? from children and the families that are in the system. The reason why I'm so drawn to Waldorf education and the philosophies behind Rudolf Steiner, the child is revered for really more than the physical attributes because most people think that a child is an empty canvas and you have to fill in a child with as much information as possible, as early as possible. And there are certain developments that we must respect in a child. So for the first seven years, so from zero to seven, to show them that the world is good, you know, Waldorf pedagogy and uh, if you follow Waldorf curriculum, it's the goodness and enveloping and extending the womb space to a child. So there's nothing too abrupt, too harsh. And so we flow with the rhythm of nature and everything has a time, a season, and teaches them the passage of time. Because time and the ABCs, it's too abstract for a child to understand. But if we live it, then they will embrace it. Could you give us an example of a ritual that you've done? For Michaelmas, end of September, right? It's starting to... When we look at the outside, it's starting to become dark. uh, There's longer nights longer nights and we really feel it also in our bodies because we cannot separate ourselves from nature and our surrounding and our environment. Some people will have SAD, seasonal disorder, where they feel more mentally sluggish and they, they're yes. affected with less sunlight. And this is a I real thing. I feel that during winter. It's a real thing. So you know what Michael Mass celebrates and you can also localize this. So Magtatagalog tayo kasi nasa Pilipinas tayo, diba? So, uh, we will talk about stories of dragons, of Michael defeating the dragon because we have to really work hard to defeat the demons that are in us. We all have our inner demons, right? So, children live in pictures and stories. So, really, for the first seven years, we don't do ABCs or we don't do... Like, it's, it's funny because this is how we were taught. And as yeah. a mom, I had to do a lot of unlearning. When yeah. I did my teacher training in Waldorf education, it was like, like my yoga teacher training. I was crying. I was really feeling <laughs> it. Because it's really yeah. education for the hands, heart, and mind. 
And when I went to a Walder school, so my, my son was part of a Walder school when we lived in Manila, when we went back in between Puerto and my life here in Alvido. Every celebration, it really touches your soul. It's a community and a school for the soul. So imagine how deep that can go. Because now we're only teaching children and we're, we're only thinking about very shallow things. And I feel like not, I know that Waldorf education is not for everyone, but mm-hmm. for people like me, that there's deeper meanings to life, that we're only scratching the surface of our life here on earth. Imagine we're only operating on how many percent of our brains? 10, even less, mm-hmm. right? Einstein only operated, what, 13%. So there's much more that we don't see. In Kabbalah, they say that we only live in 1% reality. So there's 99% that we are not seeing. Because the senses can only perceive about 10% of reality, right? So there's much more. And so now, actually my approach now is more unschooling. Because as my children start to question, and I'm not a purist Waldorf mom, because yeah. we can't do this, no? Unschooling has I been, have, uh, been more, like, I've been seeing it a lot online and there's a lot of curiosity about it. So, tell us more about what unschooling is. So, it's funny because, like, people think it's like, how can you do both? Because unschoolers yeah. usually, they're perceived as parents who just let their kids do anything. Yeah. And that's not the case. I'm actually part of an unschooling group where... Um, the community is very intentional also and we're an international community. It's really being there for your child when they need you to guide them into whatever life throws at them. It's different when the children learn things for themselves or have aha moments and are able to teach right. them and then you just confirming it for them. Then yeah. they reclaim this power to be Oh, my curiosity leads me to answers. So I like the unschooling approach because it's so free. Freedom is the main principle. And I like to give my children freedom because then they don't feel suffocated or then they don't feel like they have to learn this way and if I don't do this, then my teacher or my mom or whoever will be upset. You know, we're coming into the time we're in, we have to break down all systems. I feel in education, in finance, in governance, everywhere, Mm -hmm. we have to start relearning things for a new world because we live in a time that has never been this It's never happened before. (laughs) It's a fast evolving world and we gotta roll with it. For me, unschooling, the unschooling approach has a lot to do with the parents de-schooling. It's us trying to empty all the things that we were programmed as children and see how education can really be a life school. So I like how I consider our lives as our school. So if we are out in nature, nature just provides everything. My child will suddenly be curious about this weed that she found and she brings home flowers and leaves from her nature walks and gives me as presents. She asks me, what is this mom? So we will research. It's because yeah. it's there. It's now it's given. You know, you can start to research about this and it, it's not following a strict curriculum. 
Yeah. So unschooling basically is not following a strict curriculum. And yes. I like it that it's because it's more inclusive to all because it's ultimate freedom to the child. Although I am very still much Waldorf in the sense that I don't throw the towel in terms of technology. You know, my kids, mm. they don't have iPads. They don't have iPhones. Because yeah. I still mm. feel that as parents, we should be stewards yeah. of something so potent and so powerful. You know, the information. So what's the what internet? Because um, I know Waldorf Education, they delay the use of gadgets. gadgets until the mm. child has uh, certain capacities in the brain. Because... Yeah. The child is a complete sense organ. So they will absorb everything and they don't have filters in the sense that overstimulated. So you see mm-hmm. a lot of babies, because they're brought to the malls, no? And they're yes. you know, there's no there's nothing that'll cover their eyes from the bright lights. And this is so far from what nature intended for us to be, you know, in constant bright lights and loud sounds. It's um, constant yeah. stimulation for a child. So we really have to go back to watch how nature was and is. If you're away, if you're not like me, I'm surrounded by, you know, my house right now is three-fourths jungle. It's easy for me to be in sync with nature. I just have to turn off my phone and I'm not, I won't suffer from insomnia or overthinking because I get my sunlight all day and then at night, Mm -hmm. come nighttime, I'll just sleep, you know. But now, obviously, people work online all the time. So they have to wear these yeah. blue blockers now. Yes. To block. Yeah. And you really have to take an extra effort. And you have to do this for your children, too. To step out into nature, lockdown. Yeah. So you have to really find ways. So my friend Lila told me, oh, but you can drive around with your child in the car. Open the window. Yeah. Maybe sneak in and just let them ground on on sand or soil not pavement so there are ways that you can still achieve so Monica with unschooling if you see there's no curriculum how Mm. do you do you still try to reach certain milestones in terms of for example math like basic addition or you also use nature to teach that or do you ever like for example for your sanity do you reach a certain point or you just also allow um, it to come when he's ready. Yes, it's really risk because everyone is different. So you cannot have a yardstick and compare your child to everyone else. Okay. So my daughter, she is seven. She's teaching herself how to read. Of course, she'll ask me questions and I won't, you know, deny her that. I will answer her questions. But now she's reading. And guess what? I didn't have to teach it to her how we were taught in school. So yeah. these developmental milestones, it's innate in our children. We don't have yeah. to sweat. Like, a lot of moms are so stressed because now they're homeschooling yeah. their children. Yeah. But you're still affecting your relationship because suddenly you're putting on a teacher's hat and, you know, a child yeah. usually will want to defy you. So yeah. it's hard, right? And I actually but also agree that the curriculum in school, sometimes the children, because children, are, every child is different. Like with me, just my three kids, different, different. One is good at this one, one is good. They all have their individual gifts, strengths, and well, it's all strengths, but some are stronger than others, right? The gifts. Yeah. So I always, like when I moved here, I also saw that, well, in Asia, 
everything so rigid, right? So we think mm. have to finish preschool this time, then finish grade school, then middle school, then like you have to be in college by this time and graduate by this time. Mm-hmm. So and with my second son, I just said I wanted him to be free to find this the course that he wants to take. Yeah. So I just said it doesn't matter to me if it takes you ten years to finish college, as long as it's something that you, you you're passionate about and. It's something you really want to engage in and learn. And thankfully, he found it after five years of college, right? So um, it's being flexible also so that at least, as you said, it's a learning opportunity when they're ready for it. So I guess mine is in a more farther away level as opposed to your daughter's, <laughs> your daughter's needs. Joe and Rika here. Are you enjoying this episode? Hope you can also check out our podcast where we talk about a bunch of stuff that we're currently into, our topic of the day, and we can also answer questions from you. Anything Goes. Anything Goes with Joe and Rika is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Check us out after listening to this one. Hello, I'm Granny McDuff. Join me for a new story every week or listen to all of my stories anytime. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Go to storicmedia.com. That's S-T-O-R-I-C-M-E-D-I-A.com for more information. Hello! She's my third. Oh, and this is Maya. She's my second. <laughs> They're my Hi girl. Guys. They just came from the beach. Hey, Say hello. Right? <laughs> They're always popping in when I do my oh, IG live. Nice to have you That's here. Life. <laughs> so, in unschooling, like, how do how, for us when we're engaged in something? How do we learn how to? Suddenly, we have the urge to learn how to do bread. So we'll research yeah. online, right? And then we'll ask people, we'll ask friends who are currently baking sourdough bread. So it's yes. the same thing for our children. And we're just there to really help facilitate mm. their learning for them. Yes. So I, I say that I do unschooling with a Walder flair because I still, you know, follow certain rhythm and we're still low, pretty low tech when it comes to kids because as much as possible, I will rely first. My principle is on nature. That's why we do wild schooling Wednesdays and Casamani. Wild schooling. So wild schooling is bringing them out to nature. Yes, and I feel that uh, you know who needs it most? The kids in the cities. But we still do it here because we get together with the community. It's not actually the kids that need it, it's the adults. I need to sink back. To sink back and to just ground and center our... So we do it on a hump day to center our energies so that we can push through for the rest of the week. Because nature is all energy, right? So grounding, there's energy in nature. So when we ground, we absorb the energy, right? Yeah, if not just that, our breath. Notice that if you're, you know, constantly online or working or exposed to other people, you can't help but absorb energies yeah. from online or other people that may or may not be helpful to you yeah. so when you are with nature suddenly 
your breath will start to deepen. It's because nature can't help but to be a vessel for you, to contain you. So whatever you have, because I'm a yoga teacher, so I know that you have pent up energy here. You start to relax and release and nature will absorb this extra energy from you and transform. So you can never destroy energy, right? But you can transfer it and you release it out in nature. So before I ask you about our main topic, which is green living. <laughs> I know. But you know, um, all of this is really coming back to nature. Yeah. Right. right. It's, really, it's, it's so consistent. Your life is like all consistent in, in your choices. So I love it. There's so much to learn from you. It's really a life more rooted. Yeah. So what's so your tip I, I'm for... I'm slowly becoming for, more simple-minded. Yeah. So your tip for moms or for families who are back in Manila, stuck in condos and all that, what can they do? Well, if... Because, you know, there's so many restrictions. Travel is restricted. And now that if you live in a very strict condo building, you can't even go out with your child, then you you still have your body. So you teach your child to go within. So this is the time wherein you can quiet the mind and shut down all electronics if you can. And have just even five, ten minutes of your time and teach your child a simple breath work or meditation that they can capture they still have memories of what it was you know yung pinakawawa dito yung pandemic babies the ones that have never yeah. been out never been what out. kind of generation are we raising my yeah. gosh you know yeah. I'm sorry I'm really radical but it's really time to get creative and yeah. defy anything that does not serve your highest potential really yeah. like what you did for your family you left because you felt that it will do your family good so make decisions for your family that you feel will best serve you. And if it's for your family's mental health, to move out of the city, do that. And the universe will have your back. You will be yeah. supported. A lot of people, there's this yeah. fear. We're in, where will I get my money? But come out of that fear paradigm and move into the yeah. paradigm of potentiality. But there are, I mean, not everyone is locked down. So if you have access to greens, to a garden, yeah, you know, do your grounding every day for 10, 15 minutes. And if you don't have that, there's still ways to connect to nature, use natural products. So we have the mighty coconut. We live in the Philippines. So if yeah. you can add more coconut produce to the food that we eat, mm. so what we assimilate, what we digest, it will really yeah. strengthen your immune system. Yeah, so the plantitas and the plantitas. So that's good. Actually good. Ah, yeah, super good. And yeah. even if you can have pets, if you can yes. get a puppy or a cat, this is still part of our natural world or bugs, you know. Mm. If they can take care of a swarm of ants or something, I have an anthill inside yeah. an aquarium. Oh, this is still, that can be a whole curriculum, right? If you can get yeah. into beekeeping and honey and producing your own honey. And when you do that, you can also start growing your own flowers and you're helping the bee colony of the world. Because we're yeah. all connected. So any, any small good yeah. deed that you do for the environment, for the planet, will affect us all. You know, you, yeah. you need not move your whole family out to the jungle. If you can, 
great. Yeah. Right. If not, start small and make the transition yeah. more gentle for you. Oh, I love those tips, Mons. Yeah, and if I can it, invite yeah. people, yes, I don't know who's going to show this. I'm going to be part of the Green On Conference sponsored oh, by Sky nice. Farms by Carla Delgado. So my segment is all about birth reimagine. We're okay. going to when do is that gonna be? my segment is on November 4. So it's starting mm-hmm. I think October 31 until November. It's long. Until November. Oh, it's a week. Yeah. One week long? Yeah. Oh, wow. With the, because they have a they're following the schedule of the climate change week worldwide so if i can invite people to join the workshop so it's a it's really a holistic approach into healing from birth traumas from our collective traumas yes i'll ask the question collectively what are we birthing so the theme for the Green On Conference is transitions. Because we're all in transition yes, right now. Yeah. Where can they find that, Monica? Do they have a Facebook page or a website? Yes. There is a in Instagram page, the Green On Conference. Green On Conference, and okay. My my island apothecary is going to be a partner since you know I'm a speaker mm-hmm. for I represent Islam Medicina. I do all of these holistic modalities, yeah. practices, and I'm really a firm believer of plant medicine and energy medicine. Yeah. So I will be representing Islam Medicina yeah. on the Green Conference. Cool. Okay, guys. So watch out for that. Um, and also, you're going to be at Expo Mom. On, yes. That's going to happen on the 13th and 14th November. Yeah. So that's where you're going to talk more about unschooling. Yes, I'll have a presentation about our journey into our very unique approach to education. Great. I'd love to learn more. Because, you know, we were all in the traditional schooling system, right? Yes. And then and then before, our kids were just, we're just going to choose progressive or traditional. And now there's all these more conscious choices that we can do for the kids. Yeah. So, thanks for that one. We never yeah. stop becoming parents, even if they're adult yeah. children. You know, they yeah. still rely on us for, you know, support and encouragement. Yes. And having yeah. an open mind is really yes. the best. True, Because true. we have to accept where they are and yes. support them in their choices. Right? That's right. That's all about, um, that's all what we're trying to do also in Mommy Mundo to encourage conscious parenting. Like we, we just don't keep the way we were raised, like the, the parents put in whatever the expectations are on the children. That's how we all grew up. Yeah. So lastly, invite them to your show on IV. Yeah, so I run an Instagram live series called Mindful Mothers. I do it once or twice a week. And it started as a birthday project, but now that, you know, I even have mothers up until December now, so (laughs) it's quite booked. But I love it because we talk about our momhood journey with our soulful and creative pursuits. Like I said earlier, that, you know, moms have this inner desire to really live life to the fullest with our children in tow. So, you know, it doesn't mean that being traditional means just staying at home and doing domestic chores. And I fully respect moms who thrive 
doing that because I struggle in the kitchen myself and in baking and I'm trying to be better for my daughter who absolutely loves baking. But in all the facets and all the things that we are interested and are good at, you know, we can thrive in so many different ways. I want to invite others to to tune in to our conversations with other moms because we can learn so much from each other. So, Monica, I'm so happy you're back online just sharing stories and really, you know, mind-opening things that you practice on your own that we can learn from and um, and try for ourselves. Uh, And I love seeing you in your space there with your children it's been a long time and hearing the roosters crowing behind you is also very refreshing so <laughs> provincia yeah i don't see it so perfect i am a provinciana <laughs> that's all for now thanks again monica for spending time with us here on you the mom i look forward to more sessions with you as we try to really share the story of intentional living thank you everyone who joined us today on you the mom and again here at Mommy Mundo, we believe that mom life should be celebrated and cherished and you should be celebrated and cherished as well. So from us to you, we say, you the mom. If you enjoyed this podcast, you'll also enjoy our upcoming Expo Mom event happening on November 12, 13, and 14. Our theme is Mindful Mom, and it will be three days of talks from mindfulness practitioners and coaches. Catch it free of charge on Mommy Mundo's Facebook page. Check out www.mommymundo.com or Mommy Mundo on Instagram and Facebook for more details. See you there! Thank you for listening to You the Mom podcast. Brought to you by Mommy Mundo and Podcast Network Asia. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show for more episodes. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.